This is Steeler Country, episode 190 for week 10, 2016, when the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Dallas Cowboys 30-35, to recorded November 16th, 2016. My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh. And this is Steelers country. All right, this is Steeler Country. I'm your host, Tony. Back. Uh, took a couple weeks off there. Uh, traveling. Um, just personal life getting in the way. Uh, but I'm back now. Luckily, the Steelers have been doing well. We have not much to talk about today, right? Oh, no, wait. That's right. The Steelers have lost four in a row. and The season is crumbling before our eyes. They fall to four and five after losing to the Dallas Cowboys 30-35. to No shame in losing to the Cowboys. I mean, they look very, very good. Um, Dak Prescott looks like rookie of the year candidate, one of the best young quarterbacks in football, certainly the best rookie quarterback of his class. And if he's not going to win rookie of the year, then it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott, who looks every bit as good a running back as Dak looks a quarterback. That's a good football team that the Steelers faced on Sunday. Um, and there's no shame in losing to them unless you're four and four reeling from a, a division loss against the Baltimore Ravens, a and now looking uh, at potentially being a game back and two games back when you consider the loss of the tiebreaker to Baltimore. This was a tough one to lose. Um, the way we lost it, you know, not maybe not not as tough on the scoreboard. We didn't get blown out in this one, but we did certainly have our chances to win this game. Um, and if there's going to be a storyline written right now, it is missed opportunities for this team um, in these four-game stretch. They really had chances to win uh, against New England and, and in this game. Um, really the two better opponents they had chances to win, and, and they just couldn't do it. This team has really been a victim of circumstance when you look at what happened um, over the course of the season. Th- this team has now played nine uh, football games, um, the first five of which they were 4-1, and one, uh, and looking like a very good football team, getting healthy, getting Le'Veon back, um, the offense kind of really finding its rhythm, scoring 30 points a game just like they wanted to, beating the Jets handily, uh, beating the Chiefs handily. Um, and they had a stranglehold on the, on the division. They had already beaten Cincinnati. And then we go to Miami, uh, a team that everyone thought we should win. Um, the Steelers certainly thought they should win. Ben gets hurt um, in early in that game, and it just hasn't recovered from there. And, and when I say victim of circumstance, I mean, you look, at, you look at that Miami Dolphins team now, and you look back at that game, and, and of course – you know, it doesn't seem like that bad a loss anymore, right? Um, that's a team that has now won four in a row. Uh, they're now five and four. And they're looking like a team in the AFC that you really don't want to play right now. And so, you know, maybe we, we, maybe we just ran into a buzzsaw on that one. Certainly Ben's injury didn't help anything. Uh, and, and his performance in that game uh, after the, before and after the injury just wasn't up to par. Uh, I think that was one of his worst performances of his career. And if it wasn't his worst performance of his career, it was the game where he came back from injury after the bye week. Everyone thought the bye week's going to help us. You know, we lose to New England. Of course we're going to lose to New England with Landry Jones. Everybody knew that uh, going in. It w- shouldn't have been a big deal. Um, whatever, we're going to be 4-3 and three going into the bye week. We just got to get healthy coming out of the bye week. 
Uh, we'll play the Baltimore Ravens. We'll beat them. We'll get a lead in our division, and we'll just roll from there. But the thing that people forget is that people just want to act like Ben Roethlisberger, he's a warrior. He's going to come back. He's going to be great. We're going to be great. And they forget that Ben Roethlisberger in games back, especially lately, has not been good. Games where he comes directly back from injury, he has been pretty bad. Um, you look at what he did last year against Cincinnati. He was terrible, terrible against Cincinnati. Um in the game where Le'Veon got hurt. He, he's just not good in games which he sustains um, major injury. He has to miss games and then come back. He just isn't good in those games. Uh, so it was foolish of the Steelers to think that he was going to come back and that we were just going to hit the ground running. And I think the most disappointing thing about that game is that we couldn't even get the running game going. Uh, and so offensively, it was, it was just three and out and three and out and three and out and three and out. And now this Dallas game happens, and, and look, like I said, there is no shame in losing to the Dallas Cowboys. They're a very, very good football team. They will be uh, still playing football late into January this year. But you can't lose this game if you're 4-4 four and four and you're looking to turn your season around um, and you need a big win to kind of spark the team. They needed this one. They needed this one bad. And they didn't get it. So now, now the panic button is being hit. Now everyone's going, oh no, panic, 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 panic. We got to figure something out. We got to do something because we can't keep losing. We're losing games we shouldn't lose. You know, yada, 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 right? Well, let's, let's just take a look at what's, what's happened over, these, over that, right? We can easily blame it on Ben's injury. Um, and I think Ben's injury, of course, had a big part of what happened in three of the four losses. Now, the Dallas game is interesting. You know, again, no shame in losing to this team. Um... But if you look at the way that we lost, the thing that really disappoints me about this team, especially in those games where uh, we're in this losing streak, Ben's injury happened, and, and we lost every game where Ben was injured, right? Three games in a row, boom, 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 injured, injured, injured. Okay, fine. You know, that didn't happen to us last year. Vic came in. We found a way to win in San Diego. Landry came in. We found a way to win in Arizona. We won some games without Ben last year. I think we were 2-2 two and two without him last year. This year, 0-3. Defensively this year, we had an identity through those first five games. Steeler fans didn't like that identity, right? No one liked the idea that we, can't, we don't rush the passer, we don't blitz, we sit back. We're kind of a bend but don't break. You know, as Joe said on this podcast, we're not going to lose by allowing field goals, right? The, the kind of mantra that we came up with on this podcast was, we're scoring touchdowns, you're kicking field goals. Boom, that's how we win, right? That was kind of the identity of this football team. That meant don't give up big plays. You don't have to take risks. You just have to make the tackle. You have to – okay. So that was who this defense was. It was an identity. It wasn't a great one. We weren't a dominating Steeler defense. We were very un-Steeler-like. You know, Joe called it a, a failure, right? Um, but to that point, we were winning – we were 4-1 and one winning football games. Um, you know, we were giving up an average of, you know, something like 17 points a game or whatever it was, 19 points a game. Since then – we gave up 30 to Miami. We gave up 27 to New England. We gave up 21 to, Balt to Baltimore. And we gave up 30 to Dallas. And what is, the key, what is the difference in those games? Well, all of a sudden, in Miami, we just started giving up big plays. You think about what are the biggest plays of that game? They're the two long ones down the sideline that Tannehill threw. If you look at what are the biggest plays of the New England game, what are the biggest plays of that game? Well, they're the two big plays to Gronk. What's the biggest play of the Baltimore game? I mean, the two biggest plays are the blocked punt, obviously. That's a special teams screw-up. But the other one is the 90-yarder 
to Mike Wallace. And then, in, and then in, again, in this game against the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, this one, there's four big plays. There's the Zeke 87-yard, whatever it was, running down the sideline screen pass. The 50-yarder to Dez. And then the two runs at the end. Big play after big play after big play. And I get that we as Steeler fans didn't like the whole bend but don't break thing. Right? I get that. But this is worse. This is worse. Giving up, you know, the mantra was you're kicking field goals, we're scoring touchdowns. Now the mantra is yeah, you're scoring touchdowns, we're scoring touchdowns, right? And that's what it's been. You're scoring touchdowns, we're scoring touchdowns. We're not scoring touchdowns, you're still scoring touchdowns. It's been frustrating to watch. It's been frustrating to watch this team and Keith Butler. And I get that they want to make adjustments and they have to figure things out. And and defensively, it is not um, it is not where they wanted it to be going in. Certainly, this was a defense that coming out of 2015, there was a lot of talk that this defense was going to make the leap in 2016. Right? They had a lot of young players from 20 from the end of 2015 that were playing at very high levels. Stephon Tuitt, Cam Hayward, Ryan Chazier, Bud Dupree. Um, that. These guys, Ross Cockrell, these guys were going to make the leap going into 20, 2016. And at the beginning of the season, when it, uh, when, we, when we started the year, right, it wasn't like it was a dominating defense. It wasn't like we were going in and saying, well, we're, you know, we're rushing the passer. We're getting to you. We're, sh- we're shutting you down. Everything's a three and out. But we weren't giving up points. It was 15. It was 16 against uh, Washington. It was 17 against Cincinnati. It was... Um, well, it was 30 against Philly. We'll get to the Philly game in a second because that's an interesting one. Uh, but, you know, and then again, against Kansas City, I mean, it was a blowout. We rolled them. Um, this was a defense that it was frustrating to watch as a Steeler fan because we're used to the 2008 defense. We're used to Blitzburg. We're used to getting to the quarterback. We're used to being dominating. This was the opposite of dominant. They were, you moved up, the, up and down the field, but you didn't score points. Now against Dallas, you go back and watch that game. I mean, Dallas is, not only is Dallas moving up and down the field, but they're scoring touchdowns on big plays. The Des Bryant play, which is the one that gets to me the most. So the other thing that happened is that the Steelers decided that they were going to make some personnel adjustments. The biggest one being that Sean Davis is no longer going to play the nickel. William Gay is going to play the nickel. And Artie's going to, Artie Burns, the rookie corner, rookie first-round corner, is going to play the outside. And that happened in Miami. That was the first game that happened. An interesting move to make after your 4-1 and football team, but okay. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Artie Burns is a good football player. I don't even. I, I don't dislike the move. But in so in, in doing so, they also said, "Let's also be more aggressive. Let's also bring blitz more. Let's also try to manufacture a blitz." This team doesn't have a dominant pass rusher. They just demoted Jarvis Jones. Okay, the, the starting outside linebackers right now are Anthony Chicolo, who I guess they think is going to be their best young pass rusher, and then James Harrison. 30-whatever-year-old, 40-year-old at this point, basically, James Harrison. Those are going to be your outside linebackers. That's how you're going to get pass rush. So how are we, how, So you're not, obviously you're not going to get a consistent pass rush with Jarvis Jones. You're not going to get it with Anthony Chicolo. You're not going to get it with Arthur Motes. You're not going to get it with James. You're not going to get it with anyone who is at the outside linebacker position, the, the position in which this defense has traditionally gotten pass rush. You're not going to get it from those guys. So how are you going to get it? Well, you're going to have to start blitzing. You're going to have to start, you're going to have to start taking more chances. And how's that worked out for you? Uh, the Des Bryant play is what gets me. You leave you leave Artie Burns one on one with their best receiver and one of the best receivers, one of the five, ten, seven best receivers in football. You leave him on an island. You blitz. It doesn't get there. Shocker. 
and it's a 50-yard touchdown. And the game goes from being, you know, whatever it was at that point. Um, we were winning. We were winning, and now all of a sudden Dallas is up. And I think it was like 20 to 15 or whatever the hell, whatever the score was. doesn't matter. I mean, it was all of a sudden we're down. We just gave up a touchdown. Those are the plays that kill this team. They kill this defense. What was the biggest play of, of the Jets game? What's the biggest play that they had? I can't think of one big play. I mean, they had some drives, certainly, early in the game. And it didn't look fun. It wasn't fun to watch. But I can't think of any big plays. What was the biggest play that Washington had? Again, I can't think of any big plays that Washington had. I mean, again, Kirk Cousins ate us up those first couple drives, and we were down 6 nothing early in that game. What was the biggest play Andy Dalton had? That offense. I can't think of any. I can't think of any big plays. That's the difference, right? That's the difference. We, we, we aspire to be a blitz, get to the quarterback. We, we aspire to be a team that gets to the quarterback, that gets pressure, that wreaks havoc, right? We aspire to be that. But we're not that. That's not what we are. That's not what the personnel on this team is. If they, they wanted to have a dominant pass rusher, and I get that Bud Dupree and Jarvis Jones were supposed to be that, but they're not. They missed on that. Bud's hurt. Jarvis isn't a pass rusher. So instead of just going with the flow of, hey, you know what? We're going to be this defense that has to kind of cover up some of our flaws. We can't be aggressive because when we're aggressive, we give up big plays. And when we give up big plays, we lose football games. You kind of had to play not to lose on defense, as bad as that sounds, but you kind of had to, and it was working, and then all of a sudden we went away from it. That's what's frustrating to me. That's what worries me now going into these next few weeks. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not, wor- you know, I'm not worried about anything offensively. As long as people are healthy on offense, as long as Ben's still healthy, and he is, as long as Le'Veon's still healthy, and he is, and as long as A.B. is still healthy, and he is, we're good. We're good on offense. We're going to score points. But I'm worried that defensively, Keith Butler is all of a sudden trying, and, and it, whether it's Butler or Tomlin, I mean, it, it feels more like Butler, but I don't know. I, again, I can't, I'm not in there. I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. But this idea that we, that we have to rush the passer to win football games is counter to the results on the field. The Steelers have not won a football game since they made these moves. I'm not blaming Artie Burns. I think Artie Burns should actually play. I like to see Artie Burns play. But I like to see, see him play in a, in, a, in a role that's smart for him. It's not smart to leave your rookie corner on Des Bryant one-on-one on a play you're going to blitz. On an important third down play where you're going to blitz. That's not smart football. That is not what you're, that, that is not the way you win football games. You win football games by putting, by hiding your weaknesses and going to your strengths. This defense has shown that it has a strength. The red, red zone defense is a strength. Third down defense can be a strength. When they can sit back and they can, and you, they can let you make mistakes and they can not allow big plays, right? That has been a strength of this defense. Or it was a strength of this defense. And I think what happened was the Philadelphia game scared the shit out of this team. And I, I said this earlier in the year. This team's going to have to live with the fact that Philly happened. Philly happened. We got our asses kicked in Philly. We couldn't move the ball offensively. We couldn't stop anybody on defense. They got our asses kicked. But they got to live with that fact, and they got to move past it. And for whatever reason, this team couldn't move past it. They were 4-1, and one, and they felt like, well... We got to make sure Philly never happens again. And in so doing, in, in so doing, in, in making these changes to make sure Philly never happened again, all of a sudden Philly's happening every single friggin' week. You look back at that Zeke run 
How is that any different from what happened in Philly? Look, think back at the Darren Sproles run. They're the same play, and they're happening six weeks apart. This defense is regressing. It's not going forward. We're not getting any better on defense. What, what part of this defense is better today than it was in week two, in week three, in week four? None of it. That's what's disappointing to me. I don't think this is a bad defense. I don't think we have to blow it up. I don't think we need like some infusion of talent on this defense. The guys that they wanted to, to, to be the playmakers on this defense have either been hurt. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. They've just been hurt. Or I was going to say or on IR, but that's the same thing. <laughs> uh, no, Bud Dupree was meant to be um, you know, the, the kind of the star playmaker on this defense, the, the star pass rusher on this defense, um, the, DeMar- the, the Von Miller of this defense, the DeMarcus Ware of this defense. The, whoever, what's that guy's name on Buffalo? Who came out of nowhere? Same thing, right? He was supposed that, that's Bud Dupree on this team. The guy who you go to, the, the James Harrison of this defense. And he got hurt early in the year. And and I give Keith Butler a bunch of credit because he recognized that early. And I remember listening to him in a press conference. I forget if it was after week one or two, but he kind of said, Look, we have to do some things that are that are non-conventional to, to hide some of our weaknesses. That made a lot of sense to me at the time. Yeah, you, you do. You, you kind of have to be a non-stealer defense to kind of hide some of the things. We can't rush the passer. So what do you do when you can't rush the passer? Well, let's rush the passer more. No, that's not what you do. Let's sit back. Let's play Let's play a little cover too. Let's, let's make the tackle at the point of attack. Let's make you beat us for 8, 9, 10 plays down the field. Not every team's going to be able to do that. The Jets couldn't do it. The Chiefs couldn't do it. The Bengals couldn't do it. The Redskins couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for this team going forward. I'm, I'm scared. I, I, I'm scared. I'm scared because I think that the Steelers can lose any game now. I think defensively we've regressed to a level where we can lose any game now. I'm looking at this Cleveland game coming up, and, and I'm scared to death of this game. I'm really scared to death of this game. because Not, not because I think, oh, there's a really good chance we're going to lose. But I think if we lose, I think Tomlin's fired. I think Butler, I mean, Butler's definitely fired if we lose this game. But Tomlin's probably fired too, and that's the scariest part. This is a team that has never fired a coach since Chuck Knoll. And Chuck Knoll started in 1960-whatever. So we're talking about 40 years. 50 years. 50 years. We've had three coaches. And we have a coach now who is literally on the verge of potentially getting fired. And what and and you know there are Steeler fans I'm sure listening to this podcast are saying yeah yeah fire Tomlin Tomlin's the problem. I mean e- even if Tomlin is the problem, what is the solution? Who is the solution? Are we sure the guy we bring in after this is better than Tomlin? Because we know Tomlin's not a bad coach. This is this is a team that's won the division countless times. They've been to the Super Bowl twice. They've won a Super Bowl. I I I don't want to see this team. Hit the panic button to a point. Like I said, this team is a is a victim of circumstance in a lot of ways, and that that's the thing that that, that keeps me watching. Right, the thing that, that the bright side of this is that Miami is good. Miami all of a sudden is good. New England, whatever Landry played, Baltimore. I mean, you know, again, Ben was complete shit. Games in which Ben's shit, we're gonna lose. Period. Just end of story. Done. Um, and Dallas is a really good football team. So where where in there is the win we really should have had? None of them we should have had, but we 
you would have really liked to win one, at least one. Five and four right now feels a hell of a lot better than four and five. If we could have figured out a way to miracle win out of Miami or miracle win in this one or shock the world against New England or, again, make that comeback against Baltimore, it's a very different world today than it is. <laughs> you know, it, it would be a very different world if the Steelers were five and four today. But the reality is they're four and five. They're four and five and they're staring down eight and eight. They're staring down missing the playoffs. They don't have to miss the playoffs. Baltimore's bad. Cincinnati's bad. The Browns are terrible. They play the Browns twice. They have a lot of games that just on paper, okay, on paper three, four weeks ago, <laughs> look look like the Steeler wins, right? The Giants, the Bills, the Colts, the Browns twice, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Ravens at home. Those are all games in which you know, are the, I mean, are the Steelers really going to be an underdog at any point this year? Only if they keep losing. Only if they keep losing. I mean, there, there's a lot of games left that are that are winnable. But on the road against Cleveland, they've already lost four in a row. They're benching Jarvis to play James Harrison more. They, you know, they, they've got this mentality that they have to be an attack-minded defense in order to win football games. It's scary to me. It's scary to me. It goes counter. It goes counter to what the results show. They haven't won with this defense. They made that switch in Miami. Artie's going to start. Gay's going to play the nickel. We're going to blitz more. Loss, loss, bye week, loss, loss. That's what scares me. So, going into this Cleveland game, look, obviously this is just a game that we should absolutely roll them. We should absolutely... Oh, the other thing, actually, before we get into Cleveland, I do need to talk about another thing. All of a sudden, we can't stop the run. Started with started, That's another one. Started in Miami. Then it was New England. And New England, they kept saying, well, you know, we meant for that to happen. Baltimore, we were good. I give the defense actually credit for Baltimore. And this is another thing that's like, eh, maybe we're okay. Okay, so it turns out Miami's like really good. And this Ajay running back is like, you know, just as good as, well, not just as good as Zeke, but he's very, very good. Then it turns out Miami's a good football team. Fine. New England, we know they're good. Whatever. Fine. Baltimore sucks. The defense actually stopped Baltimore. I mean, you know, outside of that big play, which, again, it's like if you look at that game and you take the big play away, now have the block punt. Okay, take the big play away. What's the score? It's 13-0. Right. Exactly. You, you, you know, the block punt happens. It's 13-0. Okay, you know, 13-0 is not that bad, especially when Ben started, you know, Ben started actually throwing the ball around. But I don't know. Uh, they can't stop the run now. And I don't know if it's a victim, again, if it's just who they're playing against. But it used to be a strength of this team. I saw a stat today that uh, Tewitt has, hasn't has missed a snap in like three games or something. <laughs> that's not a way to, I mean, again, it's a, it's a coaching thing. It's like, that's not a way to win football games or to, or to, to make a player better. Is to play him every single down to give him no rest. And that's something that goes counter to what this team uh, has done in the past. I mean, they, they kept talking about how they wanted to rotate the defensive line. They wanted to make sure that guys like Hayward and Tewitt aren't playing every single down. So it, it's just that's just disappointing. It's just I, this team shouldn't be four and five, and that's that's what we're talking about. Tomlin maybe getting fired. This team should be six and three, even with Ben's injury. Even with Ben's injury, they should have been able to find ways. Should have beat Dallas, and they should have found a way to win one of the other ones. And that's just, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. 
Should have they should be six and three. They should be six and three. They're a game up on Baltimore. You know, we're talking about ah, you know, uh, can we still get the number one seed? Blah blah blah. Right. That's where this team should be. And unfortunately, we're staring down eight and eight. We're staring down. Oh my God, we're gonna fire our coach. I don't know. So anyway, going back to Cleveland. Uh, this is a game we should win easy. Again, they're terrible. Cleveland's terrible. But the the thing about Cleveland is they do hang around a little bit with teams. And again, and you, you you get Ben Roethlisberger on the road. You get our defense. You know they have Terrell Pryor. Uh, I don't know. Again, it's one of those things. I just don't know. We should kill him. We should score forty easily. Uh, we should be able to get turnovers. But I'm not even going to make a prediction for this game because I literally have no idea what's going to happen. I can tell you what should happen. We should kill them. Everyone knows that the Steelers should kill the Browns. But. You know, you want me to put money on that? Hell no, hell no. There's no amount of there's there's no point spread you could give me where I would go. Well, I don't think that could happen. There's none. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I don't know what's going to happen with this team going forward. We're in a really weird spot. We're not a bad football team, but we're playing like a bad football team, and we're doing things uh, schematically and with the coaching that is putting us in positions to lose, not win. It hasn't happened under under Tomlin. I mean, the, you know, the, the the thing I'm reminded most of, I guess, is is that we're gonna unleash hell in, in November or whatever, unleash hell in December, whatever the hell the stupid quote was. You know, we just went on to lose, 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 lose. After that, um, what wasn't that when Arians got fired? So maybe Butler gets fired and we bring in a new DC. I, I don't even know that I'd be against that. The defense has regressed. It has just regressed. It is a young defense. It is full of young players, and it has regressed. So I was talking to Joe about this the other day, and, and you know he was telling me, well, we got to blow up the whole defense. I think you know Shazier is a bust, yada, yada. And I was like, look, I, I'm not going to argue with any guy's a bust. I don't know. Already a bust. I don't know. Mitchell's a bust. Golden's a bust. Like Those guys were playing really well earlier in the year, right? You know, We watched Shazier play against Cincinnati, and he was a monster. We watched him play against Washington. He was a monster. So what happened between then and now? I'm not saying anybody's a bust. I'm saying there's no there's no way that they just got that the Steelers have just lucked out in being unlucky for the last five years with every defensive player that they've drafted or signed. There's no way that Ken Hayward, Stefan Tuit, Javon Hargrave, Ryan Chazier, Jarvis Jones, Bud Dupree, Anthony Ciccolo, Vince Williams, uh, Ross Cockrell. Artie Burns, Senquez Golson, Mike Mitchell, Robert Golden, Sean Davis are all busts. They're all just, they all just, they're all bad. All of them are not NFL caliber players. No chance. You know, it, it's like, it's like being struck by lightning on D. Like this, either our defense got struck by lightning talent wise. We just, we hit the unlucky button every time. Boom, nope, nope. Cause you would just, you know, even bad teams. Even bad team, you know, the the Browns have Joe Thomas, one of the best left tackles, maybe the best left left tackle in football. They make the Browns make some of the worst personnel decisions in all of football, but they still somehow lucked into Joe Thomas. They just lucked into oops. Oh, sorry, I got Joe Thomas. Bad, even the bad teams still have players who are like, oh, you're like, oh shit, that guy's actually pretty good. So, you know, it, there's no way that like Shazier is all of a sudden just bad, and you know, two it's all of a sudden bad. There's no way. They're just being used wrong. They, they're just they're being put in a, in a position where 
they're they're trying they want to be something they're not right butler wants this team tomlin wants this team whoever it is wants this team to be something that they're not so that's what's got to fix to me that's what's got to be fixed we can just win games offensively because our offense is just that good because we can just score at will and i think the additions of ladarius green now uh eli rogers coming back getting healthy and holy shit the emergence of kobe hamilton I kept saying at halftime, I was like, you know, this, this game kind of bothers me a little bit because we haven't gone to Kobe Hamilton at all, and we really need a number two receiver so that they don't just key on Rodgers and Brown the entire game. And then immediately in the second half, boom, 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 like Rodgers had like two targets, and one of them was a P.I. call. Um, what, a, what a great, what an unbelievably uh, great find he was off the practice squad because, you know, you're coming into the season, no one thought, well, wide receiver is going to be a big issue for this team, and you have A.B., Right and yes, Martavis Bryant is hurt, and, and that's or Martavis Bryant is suspended. Excuse me, and that's going to be a problem. But we have Sammy Coates, we have Eli Rogers, we have Darius Hayward Bay, and blah, 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 all this goes on and on. You know, we have all these receivers that can. We have Marcus Wheaton. I mean, like the, we have receivers. Bryant was always just like you know, I, like I said, icing on the cake. <laughs> then Sammy, you know, then Wheaton goes down. You're like, all right, this kind of sucks. But we still have we still have Sammy Coates. We still have Darius Hayward Bay. We still have Eli Rogers. We're good. Then Eli Rogers goes down. Then Sammy Coates starts to break out. Like, okay, no, don't worry about that. We're good. Then Sammy Coates breaks his fingers, and he hasn't been the same player since. Um, that one actually get. I, I think I've said that last, on the podcast last time, but it still it pisses. Me. No injury this year pisses me off more than the Sammy Coates injury, because he was he was actually turning the corner to becoming like star, to becoming legit star player like Martavis was. But unlike Martavis, he can't stay healthy, so <laughs> he breaks his fingers, and and I think. You know, that's pretty much season over for him, at least as far as being um, a star receiver or any kind of receiver for this team. And and so thank God for Kobe Hamilton and thank God for Eli Rogers. Um, and whoever the Steelers, I guess, end up signing off the practice squad now to fill a role because um, you can't go into games with only three healthy receivers plus Sammy Coates. So I think they're going to need someone else. You can't just be A.B., Kobe Hamilton, Eli Rogers, and then... Sammy Coates, if you absolutely need him, but he has a broken finger. He's two broken fingers. So, um, but yeah, offensively, I mean, we're fine. You know, the offensive line has been good. We're getting, we're actually got healthy on the offensive line. Um, Le'Veon is Le'Veon. Ben is Ben. AB is AB. I mean, all these guys are playing well. Um, I don't have any problems with the offense. I, I think, you know, the, the worst thing you could say out of this Cowboys game was, oh, well, they really should have scored coming out of the half. That would have helped a lot. And yeah, it would have helped out a lot. But whatever, they scored 30. The fake spike was awesome. They got the ball back with two minutes to go. I mean, everyone's pissed off about those last two runs with, with um, Zeke. I don't think the, the first one was that bad. I thought that was like one of the best case scenarios. It's like, all right, best case scenario is like they missed this field goal or something. but uh, Or we get a turnover. But that's not going to happen, right? I mean, what you're talking about is very low probability things that are going to happen. The highest probability thing is that they're just going to run the clock out and if they got a first down, the game was over. So let's give ourselves a chance here. And, like, the next best thing that could happen would be like they, they score a touchdown and we get the ball back because our offense is that good. Uh, and so when they scored, I was like, all right, well, that's not that bad. I mean, like, it's shitty that our defense can't stop anybody, but um, it's okay because our offense is that good that who cares? Like, it's the better position to be in. Okay, we're down or whatever, we're down five. Um yeah, we're good. It's fine. So, or four, whatever we were down, four or five. I forget what we were down. Um, but we got the ball back and we're good. 
And then they went down. They got they got the touchdown. You know, kind of relatively easily. Eli Rogers coming up with big plays. Le'Veon big plays. Obviously, the the fake spike to AB was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and that's how the game should have ended. And then, and then that last drive was just penalty drive. You know, it was just the stupid penalties. And that's another thing about this team. You know, that's that's the one that goes to Tomlin, right? Is that this team has just been undisciplined for the past couple weeks. I mean, it's really been like a on and off thing throughout the entire. I would I don't want to say it was only during the losing streak because like we've had bad penalty games before. Um, but yeah, I mean the Ross Cockrell hit out of bounds, dumb, really dumb play, just a dumb play by Cockrell. And you want to talk about a guy on defense who, you know, no one wants to talk about him emerging because when a corner is doing really well. You don't really notice him if everyone else is, you know, if you can't stop the run and Artie's getting picked on, no one cares that Cockrell is over there, you know, lighting the world on fire, right? Because, okay, they're not throwing to Cockrell, but that doesn't mean they're not throwing. That doesn't mean they're not completing passes. They're just not throwing to Cockrell. But Cockrell, I think, has given up something like 35 yards in the last three games. Total. 35 yards total in the last, like 10 yards a game. It's insane. Uh, he's becoming a good corner. And it's something we knew was going to happen. Uh, it's something that we knew, uh, he was growing into. We saw that against A.J. Green earlier in the year, and I like to see that he's progressing that way. So it's one guy who you can statistically say, like, he's definitely not a bust <laughs> on defense. Um, but, yeah, man. So, okay, so to wrap this thing up, I really don't want to see Tomlin get fired. That's kind of my, my thought. I mean, you know, this is – we've we're at, like, the crossroads of the season now. We either beat Cleveland and right the ship a little bit and the Thanksgiving – game against Indianapolis all of a sudden is our Super Bowl and um you know we go from there and maybe we can you know maybe we're six and five and all of a sudden okay now we're talking playoffs again or you know we're looking at Tomlin's fired (laughs) Butler's fired who the hell knows what happens with this team you've got Le'Veon and AB who need contract extensions like, all of a sudden, you start thinking about things that you don't want to think about, which is, like, contract stuff and who do we draft. and Got to turn this thing around against Cleveland. And I don't I, – I would have told you, oh, well, you know, we could beat – I mean, we should beat Dallas. Dallas, we should win. This is the one we should win. Or um, Miami, we should have won. But I knew we weren't going to beat Baltimore. I, I, it's too bad I didn't get to do a podcast that week because I, I would have – you know, that was when I knew we were going to lose. Like, all right, we're going to lose to Baltimore. That one we are going to lose, but we got to beat Dallas. So, anyway, all right, that's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountry dot – I'm sorry, SteelerCountryPodcast.com. I got that dot com now. Uh, Facebook.com slash SteelerCountry. Twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. And you can like us uh, – I'm sorry, you can follow us on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you can find podcasts. We will see you next week.